Recent cyber attacks on Australia's freight terminals raised urgent concerns about disruption to supply chains, including, of course, consumer goods, especially heading into Christmas. Well, to find out what actually happened and what the results might be in the future, if it ever happened again, we have joining us now Dr Elizabeth Jackson. She's a Curtin University expert and uh, she joins us to bring us up to date, I believe. Thank you very much for joining us today, Elizabeth. Good afternoon, Jenny. It's a pleasure. This was quite a shock, I think, because maybe it sort of it sounded similar to the Optus um, outage that we had just before that, and it's a horrible situation. But this was, in fact, a cyber attack, wasn't it? Yes, um, it, it was a cyber attack, um, to the best of my knowledge. But I'm not aware that it was anything more malicious. No. Um, oh. than, than a cyber attack. So, you know, we, we, we hear about terrible um, information technology uh, breaches like, um, like the use of malware and the installation of viruses um, into, um, into, into computer systems of, of um, big commercial, or small, little yeah. um, commercial entities where data are actually stolen. Um, I believe that this situation was picked up by DP World to their credit before anything really bad went, ha- went, went wrong. So the initial idea, who was ever trying to get in, into it and attack it, had malicious thoughts at the time, but it was prevented from going any further, you say? I believe so, yes. Whoa. Can you explain or do you have any idea why, you know, it was going to stop sort of obviously things happening here at all the ports, but uh, was there anything else involved in their motive, do you think? Well, it's difficult to um, it's, it's difficult to not only know the motives, but even understand the motives of people who are quite so evil um, as to do this. Whether it be for stealing data, uh, whether that be um, human resource data, whether that be operations yeah. data, whether that be um, date suppliers' data, for example, um, it's very difficult to understand why why a person would would want to disrupt. You know, for, for 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 no for no reason than than, than to be a nuisance, yeah. um, or to to steal data to perhaps even sell it, um, you know, to on sell it to um, to to other malicious people. Yeah. Um, it's it's very difficult to understand why people would want to do this. Is there an ongoing effect? Do you think that we're going to experience from this? Oh, absolutely, without question. Um, you know, you you might have noticed. Um, in the news since the incident of Optus, since the news of um, what happened to DP World, um, the, the news has been reporting repeatedly um, for businesses of all sizes and even individuals, um, particularly with Black Friday um, shopping sale, retail sales coming up in the next couple of weeks um, or next couple of days, I should say, um, to be super alert, um, hyper alert to anything that looks a little bit strange or a little bit different um, not only in their bank accounts but in terms of businesses in their operating systems um, because this is a new type of crime um, that is, is sweeping the world and it is, um, it's very difficult to detect and very difficult to stop. It's crippling isn't it? I mean we're not keeping up with it it seems. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very, very, very frightening because it could happen in all sorts of areas and it brings countries to a standstill. So has it had an effect on transport and supply chains since we had this shutdown? 
it was um, it was quite it was very concerning at the time. Um, but what we've got to to, to realise um, is that this company, DP World, is actually only one of many port operators in Australia. So while it was very distressing news for the operations of DP World at the time, there were other port operators um, in the ports that were disrupted, so it were affected at um, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney and Perth, that were still carrying on business as usual. Oh, okay. Um, so it was... It, it, so I, I think there was a, a lot of media that sort of blew out um, the, 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 the situation. Um, there were still companies that were bringing in containers and sending out containers, business as usual, no problems at all. Bulk freight, like wheat, iron ore... Uh, mineral sands that was DP world doesn't um, isn't involved in in bulk shipments so that continued so um, yeah. the, the issues that were um, you know that, that that we experienced this pandemic of ports shutting altogether um, it wasn't as bad as that um, it was just one port operator which happens to be a, a big global port operator so I think that's where the concern did come from how did they get on top of it as quickly as they seem to have? This is a really good question, and I think this is testament to DP World's um, commitment to to, to, to cyber security, but also the um, the commitment of the Australian government um, and banks, for example, to help out. And because this went to the highest levels of government, um, like I said earlier, DP World is uh, is a is a global company. It's a massive port operator um, all over the world. So if um, if nefarious characters were, for example, just testing out what they could do mm. um, to, mm. to, to Australia's ports, which on the grand scheme of things are pretty small. We're, we're pretty, you know, the, the ports of Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney and Perth, uh, Fremantle, were actually pretty small operators in the grand scheme <laughs> of things. Um, so that it might have been they were just um, testing out in order to um, go on and create more disruption. But the company did everything right to uh to shut down its internet um, operations is the minute yep. they found um, you know this, um, this this cyber attack had happened, if, and they called in the right people at the time. If they're just testing, I hate to be you know the bad black sort of thinking ahead situation, mm. black story, but could they perhaps do it again on a bigger scale, like you've intimated? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah, really? Absolutely. Oh yes, yeah. There is. There is no limit to the to the creativity and intelligence um, of these people, whether they're doing it just to be smarty pants, just to just to show that they can, or whether they've got truly corrupt um, um, intentions behind them, such as stealing data um, for on selling or you know disruptive purposes. Um, but they are like all criminals; they are one step ahead of the good guys they all are, the time. And um, there is there is there is no limit to, to the technology that's needed to counter um, to, to, to counter these, um, yeah. these terrible, terrible people, no matter whether you are a company the size of DP World or you're like me, who is gearing up for Christmas shopping. Yeah, that's the reality too, is we have to face that. But, you know, what about, what about the security system? I mean, like you said, the federal government and the banks all came together to make to stop this in its tracks. But is there a sign, any sign at all, that can predict that there is something else coming in the near future? And mm. is there a way we can prevent it happening, do you think? Do we have to get to that point? 
Yeah, I think we do have to get to that point. Um, you know, and I, and I'm not a, I'm not an IT expert by any stretch of the imagination, um, but um, this is definitely um, the way that we need to go um, to 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 make sure that um, any anomalies in transactions. Um, you know, whether they be billions of transactions that have business transactions or, or data transactions that happen um, in big firms or whether it's just, you know, an accidental cup of coffee put on my um, savings account yeah. to identify anomalies that banks already do use. Um, but this, but we, we just need more and more and more and more of this um, to, to make sure that um, those predictive analytics where, where something weird is going on um, is, is, is um, identifying um, yeah, normally right. yeah. um, quicker than ever before so we can do something about it. Well, you know, a whole countries could be shut down by doing this sort of thing, you know, with telecommunications, banking, you know, I don't have to list them all. But, you know, like I said earlier with the Optus thing, you don't even have to fire a bullet anymore to take over a country if you really want to cripple it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, with, with our transport systems, um, you know, being so close after, you, uh, within our um, very recent memory of what happened um, with the pandemic and, and um, you know, we faced empty supermarket shelves and this sort of thing, it's, um, yeah, if, you, if you want to be disruptive, you know, coming up to Christmas, um, this yeah. is a, and, and this is what I found interesting about um, the situation with, with what happened to DP World. Um, it's a transport company. It's coming up to Christmas. Um, you know, this was an ideal time. You know, they targeted Australia's biggest ports, um, it, yeah, and, and container ports. And so, so these are these are products that were going to be affected um, by by consumers. That's right. You yeah, know, not yeah. you know possibly businesses as well, but you know yeah. it's the garden furniture that we were importing <laughs> um, for you know for, for for someone's Christmas present. Um, these are the sort of things that were were going to be affected. Yeah. Now, just uh, talking about the consumers for Christmas coming up, uh, and it's quite timely for them to do this. But is it going to affect the price of product? Are the, are these products going to be available? Uh, has the Christmas order are the Christmas orders sort of been attacked, so they're not going to be on the shelves? Yeah, I think um, I, I I don't think so. Um, I don't think in terms of being on the shelf. Um, I think we're going to have got away with it. Um, the reason being that I believe retailers put in their orders for Christmas stock as early as August right. or even earlier, perhaps for delivery um, to Perth um, around October. Okay. So yeah. all the Christmas stock oh, is already probably, there. The okay. retail stock is probably sitting in distribution centres right now. Wow, well, lucky. Um, ready, ready to be sent to individual stores or even to our home. Um, um, you know, um, in terms of the Christmas um, retail season. Yeah. However, the um, any and 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 we also mustn't forget that this was um, maritime freight, so sea freight that was um, affected. So anything that um, that you've or that someone has ordered that's coming air freight. Um, so coming quickly, like a, like something small, yep. um, a new pair of shoes, um, a new bit of tech, um, something like that, that'll come air freight. Um, so that you won't be affected in that capacity. It's more of those bigger items, um, those sort of long-term purchases, like the, like the um, example I used earlier, so some garden furniture yeah, um, yeah. or something like that, that, that had to come maritime freight, um, that, that, 
there might have been a, dis- uh, a bit of a disruption, but DP World Terminals were only shut for about three or four days. Very so lucky. They recovered really, really quickly, <laughs> com- comparative to what could have happened. Yes, um, it's the know, what if. World, yeah, it was. It, I'm, I can't wait to use this as a case study for my teaching next year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in terms of you know how how a disaster could have been catastrophic, but you know because of good management practices, because mm-hmm. of good cyber security practices. Um, it was a, a blip rather than a disaster. Well, it's obvious that you know, the good guys are honing in on their skills to get things up and running again quickly. So mm. we have to even get that one step ahead now. But uh, uh, just explain, Elizabeth, what, what is involved with the Curtin University supply chain? What, in fact, do you do? Do you monitor situa- situations all the time? Um, well, we're, we're, we're not doing... Um, uh, the supply chain, the, the, the supply chain group here, um, you know, works closely with the with um, the groups that do um, information technology and also business um, information technology. Um, so not not necessarily the the, the big super compute super, super computing power um, behind writing sophisticated programs, but also how businesses adopt ah, right. and use um, these these systems right through from tiny, teeny, tiny little micro businesses right to um, the, the big businesses that adopt, um, you know, really big, very powerful systems, for example, like SAP. Um, people might be familiar with um, that that computer program. Um, but, yeah, no, we're, we're constantly um, working with industry and also students um, to make sure that, um, that you know, we're, we're doing everything that we can mm-hmm. um, to, to stop those bad guys and also train students into the future um, for for no, maybe using those computer programs um, within businesses or, or re- being at the real pointy end of... Of, of, of writing um, computer programs um, to, to help stop yeah. help stop these really bad characters. Well, we've certainly still got memories of the toilet roll dispute at supermarkets and bringing out yes. bad behaviour in people, Elizabeth. We do not want to see that happen again. We certainly <laughs> do not. Um, absolutely, no, no. I think that I, I think that societal memory is going to carry on for quite some time to come, Jenny. I think you're right. It was just terrible. Thank you very, very much for informing us of all of this, and let's just hope we can get on top of it all. Thank you for joining absolutely. us. Absolutely, it's a pleasure as always. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you indeed. And uh, that, of course, was um, Dr. Elizabeth Jackson, Curtin University expert. Curtin Radio.